0: You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's two PM in Israel, Monday, September the 16th, 2019. This is Nomi Sego with the top news at this hour. In the final push before polls open tomorrow in Israel's do-over election, candidates continue to warn of dire consequences should their rivals be elected and have universally appealed to supporters to turn out to vote. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in a radio interview this morning pledged to extend sovereignty over Kiryat Arba and Jewish areas in Hebron if re-elected tomorrow, expanding on his earlier declaration to annex the Jordan Valley and North Dead Sea region. He also warned right-wing voters against casting ballots for any party in the bloc other than the Likud, warning that it would lead to a left-wing government, in his words, led by Blue and White, with the support of the Arabs. Blue and White Party leader Benny Gantz, meanwhile, rejected Likud assertions that he is a political and diplomatic novice. He expressed concern that Likud activists could try to disrupt orderly voting with violence and said that Netanyahu has intimated he may not accept the election outcome if he loses also appealed to the president to only give the mandate to form a government to someone who commits to return it if he is unsuccessful at doing so, in order to avoid elections a third time. The health ministry says that some 270 polling stations will be set up in hospitals and inpatient facilities tomorrow. 56 polling stations will be placed in prisons. A con reporter says that in the April Knesset elections, eligible voter participation in prisons was 70 percent. Foreign Minister and Intelligence Affairs Minister Yisrael Katz of the Likud has denied as completely false a report in Haaretz that Prime Minister Netanyahu last week aborted plans for an unusual military move that could have led to war after the attorney general informed him that by law he was required to convene the security cabinet for any such decision. Katz said that everyone knows the prime minister is a determined leader and knows that there is no such thing that the prime minister wants and was prevented from doing. According to the Haaretz report, Netanyahu pressed for a vigorous response during security consultations after last week's incident in which Islamic Jihad fired a rocket toward Ashdod, where the prime minister was addressing a Likud gathering. The Iron Dome system intercepted the rocket. When the siren alert sounded, Netanyahu heated the protocol of Shinbet security and left the stage for a safe space. He was subsequently hounded by political rivals for his behavior, which they called a national humiliation. According to the Haaretz report, the head of the Shin Bet, as well as the IDF chief of staff, expressed reservations regarding an extensive military response to the rocket fire. The Palestinian Authority is convening its weekly government meeting in the Jordan Valley today, this in the wake of the Prime Minister's pledge, if re-elected, to extend Israeli sovereignty over the region and the North Dead Sea immediately after tomorrow's national vote. The Palestinian government ministers in Ramallah were instructed to gather in the village of Pasail near the settlement Petzael. Israel's cabinet yesterday also convened in the Jordan Valley Regional Council and voted to authorize a community there. Turning to news abroad, U.S. President Donald Trump has hinted at a potential military response to the weekend drone attack on a Saudi petroleum processing facility that disrupted more than half of the kingdom's oil output. Trump tweeted last night that he had reason to believe that we know the culprit behind the series of attacks on the facility. He wrote, we are locked and loaded depending on verification, but are waiting to hear from the kingdom as to who they believe was the cause of this attack and under what terms we could proceed would proceed. Iran has dismissed the U.S. allegations as unacceptable and baseless. The foreign ministry spokesman also said that the U.S. allegations over the pre-dawn attack were meant to justify actions against Iran. And in a related development, Trump tweeted that it is incorrect to report that he's willing to meet with Iran's leader with no conditions contradicting what multiple top administration officials have said in recent days. The fake news is that I am willing to meet with Iran, no conditions. That is an incorrect statement, as usual, Trump tweeted without elaborating further. His statement came after top White House officials signaled recently that Trump might be willing to meet with Iranian President Hassan Rouhani at this month's United Nations General Assembly in New York. Meanwhile, Iran's foreign ministry spokesman, Abbas Mousavi, said that Iran has not made any plans for President Hassan Rouhani to meet with his U.S. counterpart along the sidelines of the General Assembly meeting. He said that if the Americans return to the 2015 nuclear pact and cease what he called their economic terrorism, Tehran can return to the Joint Commission and talk. The weather outlook, gradually warmer, Wednesday hot for the time of year, especially in the hills and inland. Thursday, no significant change. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 27, Tel Aviv 30, Haifa 28, Beersheva 32, and lot going up to 37 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. And tomorrow for our special election coverage. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, Spotify, the CON website, and the CON English Facebook page.